0: Welcome, everybody, to Common Sense Christianity. As always, I'm your host, Ethan Foster, here today with another episode. Uh, our verse of the day comes from 2 Corinthians 9 8, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. 2 Corinthians 9 8 is today's verse of the day. Shoot me an email at commonsensechristianitypodcast.gmail.com if you want to be featured in our one-year anniversary special that will be on September 29th. Uh, if you email me and you're interested in coming, uh, on coming on, uh, I will tell you the schedule for the recording. Uh, you can also DM me on Instagram at Common Sense Christianity. Uh, make sure you leave us a review on, um, on Apple Podcasts. Help us continue to grow as a ministry. I don't really have a planned topic today. I always think of topics to do before an episode. And every time, just before I record an episode, I always forget what I wanted to talk about. And then after I do the episode, I will immediately remember what it is I wanted to talk about. So I guess we're going to have to just wing this episode. See what ever comes up. You know, uh, I'm young. Obviously, I'm 15. And as someone that is 15, I see the issues, the successes, the problems, the solutions in the Gen Z community. And there's a lot of things to deal with, and the main thing that concerns me is the lack of values, the lack of objective moral values, the lack of faith, the lack of, um, of religion, per se. And the reason this concerns me is that the church has ultimately no future. It is dying in its essence, its culture, its beliefs, its practices. It is dying. And some of this is absolutely necessary. As we discussed last time, the corruption that has been going on in the evangelical church here in the United States, and it is something that has gone on in probably every single church in history. However, are we going to sit here and justify this if we want to win back our younger generations we have to change a few things number one being uh stopping the silly traditions that we have that are unbiblical and it it changes it varies between churches Some churches may practice infant baptism. Others may require baptism for you to get to heaven. Some may require you to go to a temple. It it, it could be a whole, whole lots of things. And this is part of the problem. The younger generations have a shorter mind, uh, mind span or attention span they cannot pay attention to an hour long rambling sermon that is the same as the as last week's sermon or the week before point number 2 we have to find alternative ways or we di- or a lot of churches just have to start teaching apologetics But here is the main goal. You do not just want to teach them the arguments. You want to give them the curiosity to be able to figure out the answers themselves. Because if you enlighten the curiosity that is in every young person, you just have to get to it and help them use it. If you get to that, they will build on their knowledge by themselves. You have to be able to get young people to learn about God, not just on Sundays and Wednesdays, but on every day of the week. And to be able to talk about it and to be able to debate about it and to be able to have reasonable discussions with people about it. Maybe have them start their own podcast one day. This is essential because Human nature itself enables curiosity. It is inside each and every one of us. But the modern day advances in technology make things way too easy to find. And we can use this to our benefit and it can also harm us. You can easily access crossexamine.org or American Atheist. And this takes, um, this takes a lot of work. It is essential that we begin this process before it is too late. I only have, let's see, I just started 10th grade, 11th, and then 12th, and then I go off to college. So let's just count it as three years. Three years of school left. The people in my grade or the grade above me or the grade above them may already be lost. Because once you get out into the world, once you leave your parents' home and start your own life and start your own journey, if the roots of Christ are not in you, if the foundation of faith is not in you, then where are you going to expect to get it? You will not get it out there in college. You will not get it out there at your job, most likely. You will not get it from your future spouse. You will not get it from your future children. You will not get it from your parents because it's already too late. We have failed. Our parents have failed us. How do you think I got into Christianity and into apologetics? It was because of my parents. They took the time to find that curiosity that was within me and to find a way for me to use it and to learn. It took some time. I started learning about apologetics in fourth grade, started watching Dr. Frank Turk and ironically, it was because my mother was having a faith crisis. So I was carried on the journey with her. And this journey ended up benefiting not only her, but me. And sending me on a changed life. And in fifth grade, I began to take this apologetics to the test. I began to argue with atheists in fifth grade. And it was very basic, and I was wrong on a lot of things. And you know what? That is the learning process of it all. Then in sixth grade, I uh, I tested this out even more. I even got to meet Dr. Frank Turek for my birthday, October twenty fifth, 2016. And then in April of 2017, I started this club called The Brothers and Sisters in Christ. I don't think I've ever talked about it on this on this show. With my friend, who was going to be a co-host on the show, but never ended up being one, uh, Zajavian. And we continued this the next year. And I was deeply rooted into this curiosity and apologetics. And unfortunately, the message around my school didn't catch on. We had two, maybe three people that usually would show up to every meeting. But in that... We would still have conversation, and we would still learn, and I would still grow. Now, I moved to Utah in March of 2018. I lived in Florida for the previous 10 years, and uh, when I moved to Utah, I was ignorant On the religious situation here, I knew mostly everyone was LDS, and I knew some things about the LDS church. I had no idea how to approach it, and how to approach my faith. So I, for a long time, stayed very silent on the issue. Relatively silent, from from my perspective. I discussed the topic with a few people. Brian, who has been on the show, I met him by discussing my faith. And eventually, once I learned the situation, once I developed a friendship with many people at the school, I began becoming more open to Babylon. And in September of two thousand. 19, just beginning ninth grade, I decided to start this podcast because I felt it necessary to share my beliefs and my conclusions with the whole world or with anyone that will watch this. And for a long time, I kept this podcast secret. I didn't want them to know. I was ragging on the LDS church, I was ragging on atheists, and most of my friends are either LDS or atheist. Well, they found out. And guess what? My fears were not legitimate. Although some people have approached me with difficulties or with disagreement on the things I say here, I always hear a sense of appreciation for what I do on here because young people do not have a voice that speaks to them, that relates to them about the issues that they think about. But there's no answers for them because their parents either refuse it because their families families won't acknowledge the problems, the difficulties with the world and the confusion and the doubts that people have about their faith. And then finally, someone who is as young as them and lives their life experiences comes on with this podcast, with this rusty old microphone, and starts talking and being authentic and saying what he believes in. They don't have that voice to listen to. They're not like me. They don't go out and search. They don't go out and listen to hours upon hours of lectures from Richard Dawkins, from Frank Turek, from Sam Harris, from William Lane Craig, from Lee Strobel, etc. They don't do that. Young people don't do that. I am a special case. But when you begin to communicate in simplistic terms, and begin to use your time and your talents given to you by God for his purposes... You begin to just take a second to have discussions with those who have, may have doubts. People trust me with a lot of information. I talk with people all the time with things that I consider sinful, that I consider atrocious, or they just need someone to talk to. I am a very religious individual, but I am what a young person would call chill. And a lot of people come to me for advice, and I thank God for it. I have discussions with people and figure out the problems that they have going on in their mind. How they're afraid to come out to their parents about their sexuality. This I have heard a lot from people I have never expected to hear. And it saddens me to the point I cannot describe. That parents are so caught up in their religion to where they cannot accept their children for who they are. Now we can have our religious disagreements. We can have our spiritual disagreements. We can discuss the theology of it all. But it is not your choice. It is the individual's choice. if they are attracted to a certain sex, that is them. You have no say over it. But people like to take one part of the Bible and accept it, but not the other. They take, um, thou shalt not lie with another man as with a woman, but they do not take love your neighbor as yourself or let the sinners be sinners, They 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 pick and choose what they want to hear and what they want to preach and what they want to indoctrinate on their children. And this is the sad reality of the entire situation. How me being a religious individual has to say to people what the Bible already says. But the parents refuse to teach you. We have lost the battle of this generation. There is not enough time for the church to recover. People already have their conceptions of the church because of the harm that the church has done to our young people. You can say that young people don't have God, that they're falling away, that that, that they are misled. That they are caught up in sin and in the world but at the end of the day this has been no one's fault except the church when i go to church i need to feel a sense of love a sense of help a place that i go to to worship god to connect spiritually to to seek help they seek advice, they seek spiritual growth. But instead, what people see is wasted time on Sunday, they see indoctrination, they see child sex abuse, they see um they see people t- taking advantage of, they see uh money laundering, they they see all these egregious things that should have no place in God's house. Absolutely no place. But yet people see this. How do I know? People tell me this. It is not that hard to find. And yet we fail. We refuse to address the most complicated and most controversial of issues because we are afraid we might offend someone. We are afraid that someone may not believe in the same way that I do and therefore causes disagreement. When that disagreement should be another beautiful thing about Christ's diverse kingdom. We have lots to fix, and it takes us as a church community, as Christians, as brothers in Christ, to create this change and to create a better future and to save people from their damnation and to bring them to salvation in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. We will see you guys here on Sunday. This is Common Sense Christianity.